Lee Wood, congratulations and the new British featherweight champion. An emphatic ninth round stoppage. You've achieved one of your long, long dreams tonight from when you were a young lad. Just talk us through the fight and how good it feels to have that belt on your shoulder as well. It feels good, you know. Um, like I said before, holding it at 11 years old. I've wanted it ever since. Nicky's, Jason, Booth, Cole Frotchers. The list goes on. I feel like I've uh, put my name with them British champions. And they went before me in Nottingham, Kirkland Lang, Tony Lang. There's so many. Um, so it's, a, it's a really good feeling. Just I want to say thanks to Ben Davison because uh, he's made it happen. Your ring walked to something inside so strong tonight in homage of the late Nicky Booth, of course. He inspired you to win that British title. How proud does it make you to have achieved that, not just for yourself, but in his memory as well? Oh, brilliant. You know, I hope, um, you know, I hope he's looking down and uh, smiling on his face. For He inspired me to do it. He wanted me to pick up the gloves come down to my like awards evening when I was an amateur boxer um, you know it means everything and you know his story after he finished boxing was pretty sad so um, hope, you know, hope, hope I've done him proud. Brilliant well said just looking back on the fight Reese had a good third round in the fourth you had him down finished a great combination with that uppercut but he showed real toughness didn't he to weather that early storm. He's a great fighter and I believe he's already passed British title level he just came up against a kid who's way above British title level tonight and um, I felt for him because I've been there I've been there in 2014 against Gavin McDonnell at the wrong way and um, I know the feeling it rips your gut out and um, like I said to him, he'll come again, 100%, no doubt in my mind. If he wants to come again, he will come again. You said that he seemed a bit tense in the build-up to this week, perhaps because it was his big breakthrough night. Do you feel like your experience was a defining factor, especially as the fight wore on? Absolutely, experience is key. Um, you just got to keep learning. I think there's a lot of stigma around unbeaten fighters, staying unbeaten and doing it all in one run. You learn more from a loss than a win. You go back, you analyse and you work on your, on your weaknesses. Um, and that's what I've done and I'm, I'm living proof of that. Just under a year out of the ring, how good did it feel to make that ring walk and be back under the lights again tonight? So, felt so good. Coming off a loss as well, a lot, I had a lot of doubters. But um, teaming up with Ben Davison, best thing I've done, he identified all my strengths and realised what I have to do to get the most of them. And he identified my weaknesses and uh, it all came together on the night. You talked about the stuff you've been working on with Ben, sitting down on your shots, the fundamentals, doing the simple things to set those big shots up like we saw how you ended the fight. You felt comfortable in there tonight and the work you've been doing with Ben over the last eight or so weeks really coming to fruition now. Very comfortable. Like I said, I've only had eight weeks with him, so I did get a few bollockings in the corner. Um, I'm still polishing it up, but um, we knew it was going to be enough on the night. Just got to uh, tidy it up a little bit and keep keep training down there, keep working hard and keep improving and keep adjusting. And you see this as, as the first fight and the new chapter of the, the second half of the career of Lee Wood. That's it. Brilliant. Well done, Lee. Thank We're you. just going to bring in Ben as well. Ben, if you can join Lee in front of there. Ben, if you just get in front of that mic, that's perfect. I thought you were saying porkies about my power. <laughs> I think you did, did you? Not until the ninth round we didn't. Well, the fourth round was pretty good as well. But Ben, we know your style, you'll be going back in the days that follow and breaking down that fight and analysing it with Lee. But from ringside, your initial thoughts and, and reactions to that fight? Yeah, it was a really close fight and I knew that um, I knew that Mould was going to be a real stern challenge. He's above British level, in, in my opinion. Um, already so I think that he won't have a trouble coming back and, and going beyond that level and that's what I told him in the ring you know um, but also his team's been you know brilliant all week you know uh, great atmosphere and um, it's been a pleasure but there was moments like Lee said I had to give him a couple of telling off in the corner but he, he, he got the job done and, and followed the advice to the best of his ability and it was enough tonight and I'm just really thankful to be able to help Lee achieve something that's been a dream, dream for him since 11 years old. Do you feel like this is just the, the start of your journey together? What do you feel is next for Lee now? Yeah definitely. For now Lee's not, he's got time on his, he's not got time on his side as bundles of it so he's got to be the right fights that suit for Lee to get him where he wants to go to. There's no point in these in-between fights for Lee now. He needs the right fights at the right time to help him get to where he wants to 
to get to. Heard you throughout the week talking about you want to work with fighters to help them achieve their dreams. As you just said, you've done that with Lee. You highlighted when you first started working together, a moment in the Jazza Dickens fight when he was beating his chest and you thought, that's a man I want to work with. You must stand here a proud man tonight. 100%. Like Something like that is... Uh, that's what I do it for. My, my goals and passion isn't in... Um, how many titles can I win and this, that and the other. It's just helping each individual fulfill their maximum of their potential, whatever that potential may be. And uh, I'm just pleased that, you know, to help someone achieve their dream is, is my passion. So I'm ecstatic for Lee. Lee and Ben, massive congratulations to the pair of you. Well done. No problem. Brilliant, thank you. Thanks for joining us. A good fight, a close fight. When the scorecards were being read out, did you feel in your heart of hearts that you'd, you'd done enough to get the win tonight? I most definitely thought I won. Most definitely, you know, I didn't think, me being honest, like the scorecards were that wide. When he said it, I looked at my uncle Patsy to say, wow, you know, um, it was a good fight, but, you know, I thought the scorecards was a bit closer, but I definitely did win the fight. No, no, without a doubt, you know, my skills paid off and he was putting pressure on, but I definitely won, but the scorecards was a bit mad. But nothing I can do, I'm not a judge, I'm a fighter, you know, and all I've got to do is fight. As you say, is it frustrating when this sort of thing happens, when there is a bit of controversy? Because it takes away from a good fight, the good work that you did as well, and, and it grabs the headlines, doesn't it, when, when the cards are like this? Of course it does, you know. Um, put my heart and soul into this fight. You know, biggest, the biggest name on my career. He's a good fighter, you know, former world champion. I believe I won. Um, no fault of mine with the scorecards. He did win a few rounds, he did, you know. But this is boxing. This is you, you can have a whitewash or you can be in a, a good fight and that's what I was in, a good fight and you know, it is what it was. But it's it's kinda took away my victory because of the scorecards. But you know, like I said, I'm not a I'm not a judge, I'm a fighter. Online opinion was split. Some people had it a draw. We did a Twitter poll <coughs> and actually uh, sixty nine point eight percent of people had Martinez winning. What do you believe the fans were seeing that maybe yourself and, and what the judges didn't see tonight? Um listen, the judges are rare around the ring you know there's shots that you can't see which which you can see when you're here and you can't see on seat so you know it's this different i just believe i won you know my boxing my skills paid off and i'm not oblivious that he didn't not win a couple rounds of course he did but i definitely won the fight in the early to mid rounds there was questions heading into the fight what kick i had left but he proved he still had a lot to offer and he's still very dangerous didn't he of course he is he's a dangerous man you know you can tell <clears throat> you can tell he lives a life as a fighter but it is what it is and, you know, credit to him. You know, I still respect him. He's a good, he's a good champion, but tonight was my night. He landed some big shots in, in those mid to early rounds. Were, were you hurt at all in the fight at any stage? It buzzed me with one shot, you know, and I just had to hold my feet and kind of just move my head and just roll with it. But, you know, um, his experience paid through. When I'm throwing certain shots, he's just ducking underneath certain things, you know. So, you know, credit to him. But, you know, I, I can, I'll say again, I believe I won the fight and I have won the fight. In the final third of the fight, you really began to find your rhythm. You were, you were landing some good shots, boxing really well. Was always the plan to sort of weather that early storm and, and then take charge in the later rounds? Um, the plan was just to see how he comes out, you know, and he come out expected to like pressure and whatever. But, you know, we just applied it more and I just needed to find my feet and whatever. And every time I held my feet, I was catching him. And I got a cut. It kind of just like, I just had to just figure it out myself because I've never been cut before. So I was kind of keeping my right hand up because they didn't wait to get bigger, didn't wait to get stopped. We were talking a little bit about it off camera, but Zelfa Barrett against Kiko Martinez too. Should we see it, you feel that you know what to do, you know how to deal with him this time to not let this controversy become a thing and not let it go to the judges? Listen, if that's the fight, then that's the fight, you know. I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, I go home now, rest up, rest my face. If that's the fight that needs to be made, then that's the fight that needs to be made, then I'll prove it again.
But when all said and done, you've got the win and you, and you move on. Of course, we move on, man. We move. You know, credit to Kiko. You know, good fighter, good fight. But, you know, I got the win. Brilliant. Selfer, thanks for your time. Congratulations. Thank you. Joined by Eddie Hearn. Tonight was meant to be the tune-up for Josh Warrington for some monster fights in the summer, but he's beaten against all odds. Seismic shock from Maurizio Lara tonight. Unbelievable. I mean, you know, we are just talking about it there, off camera. That's why it's the greatest sport of all. You know, a young man from Mexico who, you know, I knew he could fight. I've been telling everyone all week, but did I believe he'd beat Josh Warrington? No. Um, the one thing I said to Josh in the change room was, you know, the only way this kid can beat you is if you get reckless and he got very reckless and he, he got hit with a shot that he never recovered from I haven't seen bravery in the ring like that I mean he's too brave for his own good if truth be told um, you almost got back into the fight but Lara it just hurt him too bad and you know he couldn't recover his legs and just just a huge huge shock huge shock and you know it don't always go your way don't always go your way and you said to me you know, I would say it was a great night, but it was a great night. It was an unbelievable night. It was one of the most stunning things I've seen in boxing. But it's what sport's about. You don't always win. And Josh has got to recover. He's on his way to hospital. He's okay. Just make sure, you know, double check everything's okay because that was a, you know, a heavy duty fight and he's going to take some time to recover and I'm sure he'll be back. 16 months out as well, of course. A lot was made in the build-up oh, of, yeah. of how Josh would react to not mm. having his, his army of Leeds fans in there as well. Do you believe these are all potential contributors of what we saw tonight? I think we have to give credit to Lara. You know, um, like I said, no one, I, even when Dave Caldwell was over there, you know, we sat down before the fight and said, it's going to be a tough fight. You know, Dave, come on here, come on. You know, everyone just thinks it's us talking it up, but he's a young man, 22. He has got a couple of defeats on the record. He was a massive underdog. Was it that Josh was reckless? Was it was he was 17 months out? Was it there was no atmosphere that he's used to? Doesn't matter what it was. He got beat by the better man. So you take it on the chin and you come again. Um, I don't think all those things helped. He did look very rusty in there tonight. He was reckless. Um, but it's done. It's done. No point talking about coulda, woulda, shoulda, why. You lost. Get healthy. Recover. And he'll be back. Do you believe we will see that fight next? Uh, the rematch for that fight? Well, I mean, look, you know, um, it's, uh, it's a, I'd say it's a huge rematch. I mean, it is a huge rematch, but it's just, you just want Josh Warrington to recover. When there's a fight like that, you know, if it was a, if he went 12 and he come out on his feet and, you know, you'd say, yeah, rematch, you know, Ellen Road, etc. But he got badly beaten and badly hurt in that fight. So... I don't think it's right to even talk about a rematch. If he recovers, if he has the appetite for a rematch, then we have the ability to do it again. But right now, give Lara his credit, let Josh recover. Let's just talk through the card. A good fight between Zelfa Barrett and really Kiko good, Martinez. Yeah. Caused a lot of controversy with the scorecards. How did you score it yourself? I mean, it was that thrilling a night. Matt Christie tweeted saying, it's such a shame that whatever happens in the main event, everyone will be talking about the Zelfa Barrett fight. Well, actually... <laughs> I would have agreed with him. We know that that is wrong. Um, what is also wrong is the 118-111 scorecards. And I felt a bit bad after my post-fight interview because I'm, I don't want to feel like I'm not backing my fighter, but I have to tell the truth. And the problem is, the only one that gets it in the neck is me. You know, all of a sudden, oh, it's Eddie Ernst, judges, it's well, every time. And... I don't like it. It's not good for me. It's not good for boxing. And it's not good for Zelfa Barrett. 
because if he would have won a split decision, people would have gone, wow, good fight, good performance, close fight, could have gone either way. But now he doesn't get the credit. Now all that Zelfa Barrett is associated with is the bad scorecards. So it don't do anyone any favours. And I just, the one thing that I don't understand is, is we all watch boxing every week. I've been watching boxing for 33 years. Not one fan, not one pundit, not one boxer, not one trainer, not one broadcaster had a 118-111 scorecard. No one. The only two people in the world who had that scorecard were two judges. And how worrying is that? You know, and these are people, they're not, I don't understand, you know, they're not bad judges. They know boxing. So how are they the only two people in the world that have that scorecard? Doesn't make sense. So, and I'm, I back Zelfa 100%. And, you know, again, I was talking to Dave Colbert, how do we score it? I said, I can't not give Zelfa six rounds in this fight. So, you know, but I feel bad for Kiko Martinez because he's a lovely fella. You know, he tried his nuts off in there tonight. He's got a great team. And then when the scorecards are read out, you think, why did I bother? You know, I've got my nose smashed up. I've got one eye closed. And no one even recognised my work. So I would like to see that again, to be honest with you. And I think Kiko deserves another chance. A good fight for the British featherweight really crown as well, fight. and a good win for Lee Wood tonight. Really good. I mean, another cracking fight. Um, Lee Wood looked out of sorts. He looked like he was lacking confidence. He got badly hurt in the third, and then all of a sudden, he hurt uh, Reese Mould, put him over, and his confidence just went up a level. All of a sudden, his punches had snap. He looked like a different fighter. And it was in the end, it was a great performance. I mean, great shot selection. He was heavy-handed. I thought Reese Mould again. You know, like Josh, same camp, tremendous bravery. And he'll come again. But congratulations to Lee Wood. Dalton Smith once again showing how good he is. Mm. A methodical beatdown against Ishmael. It's fair play to him coming in on short notice, of course. Unbelievable uh, performance. And, you know, Lee Appleyard was the fight we wanted. Hopefully we'll make that again. Fair play to Ishmael for stepping up. But he looked, you know, he made him look like a, a, a novice, a journeyman. And I just hope that Grant and the team take the appropriate steps that the, the performance shows. So, you know, I'm talking about, I think they're one or two fights away from fighting for a British title, you know. And in this world at the moment, if you're good enough, you know, there's another young man, which we'll talk about in a minute, Hopi Price, same thing, right? If you're showing the levels, don't be afraid to make the jump if you believe in yourself. It's different. Some people hope he's so young. You know, Dalton's a bit older. But if you're cruising past those levels, there's no excuse to not go to the next one or the one above. So that's what I'd like to see from Dalton Smith because I really believe he can go and win a British title now. But he does need, you know, Lee Appleyard is a really, it's a good solid fight for him. But brilliant performance from Dalton Smith. You mentioned Hobie Price there. When I caught up with him post-fight, I used the phrase, a wise head on young shoulders. Mm. Another mature showing from him, wasn't it? It was, tonight? and frustrating, because he fought a much shorter fighter who came in at late notice, was trying to survive a little bit. But all these rounds banked a great experience. And, you know, if Hopi wasn't as young as he was, I'd be saying to Dave, I want you to fight for an English title next, or a British title eliminator. He could fight in those now and win. But he does need, you know, those in-between fights, because... He is a young man and he's still developing. But he's a fantastic fighter with a great talent. And, uh, you know, he will be winning those British titles and European titles. But there's less of a rush with him, even though he is capable now of winning at those levels. 
Ibrahim Nadim, a work in progress is how Ricky Hatton described yeah, him. But he took the leap. And, a and a year good out, you know, and Johnny Johnny Mental Phillips come in again, and uh, I thought he'd be boxed well. You know, he, he he is a work in progress for sure. He doesn't have, you know, probably the amateur pedigree of a, certainly a Hopi Price, definitely a Dalton Smith. But you know, Ricky's doing a lot of work with him there, and good to see him out because a lot of these fighters aren't getting the, the opportunity to fight. He's been out for a year and a good six rounds under his belt. And next week, of oh, course, I think it's going to be tough I mean, to you know, I have to admit, I was coming to tonight thinking, this is a good card, but next week is something really special. Well, I can't feel my legs at the moment, so to be honest with you, tonight was the absolute bollocks. Next week's going to be orgasmic. So tune in, don't miss it, and uh, that's why we love the sport of boxing. Brilliant, Eddie. Thanks for your time. Cheers. Cheers. Oscar Bevis, IFL TV MTK Global. I'm in the hotel room of Mauricio Lara. Mauricio, congratulations. Can you even contemplate the size of the shock that you have caused the boxing world tonight? You've just beaten the number one featherweight in the world in his own backyard. I mean, like I said, can you even contemplate how big this is? Um, primeramente, felicidades por la victoria. Puedes contemplar lo que el, el shock has dado al mundo del boxeo ganándole al número uno en peso pluma en su propia casa. Eh, buenas noches, este, claro, claro, estamos tranquilos, estamos emocionados, estamos felices de que sabíamos que esto se iba a lograr y se logró. Poco a poco, transcurriendo los rounds, se complicó un poco, pero supimos sacar la pelea y, y me siento contento de que el pueblo mexicano tenga otro número, número uno. So I'm really pleased that the Mexicans can have a number one fighter. Um, good evening to everyone. We feel really happy. We feel really relaxed. Uh, we executed, executed the plan that we came and set out to, to put in place. Um, it got a bit difficult through the middle rounds, but we were able to uh, get over the line and, and win the fight. Let's talk about that plan because Josh is the sort of person who sets the pace of the fights. He sets the tempo. Um, but for you, was it about landing that one big shot? Because the first big shot you landed shook Josh to his boots. And, you know, Eddie spoke a week about Navarretti saying you're one of the most powerful punches at 126 pounds. It proved so tonight. Was the plan to make sure that big punch landed, to make sure Josh felt the power of Mauricio Lara? Um, obviamente, esta noche, bueno, hablamos, hablamos un poco del plan. Um, Josh es un peleador que, que busca tener ritmo en, en la pelea, pero siempre pensabas que lo importante era darle ese buen golpe fuerte eh, para que lo sintiera obviamente Navarrete ha dicho que tú eres un peleador que pega muy fuerte eh, en 126 pero fue el plan de siempre buscar el digamos el golpe knockout este claro este trabajamos la pelea poco a poco de menos a más este creo que la motivación y la motivación de cada compañero que tengo Navarrete es algo genial compañero de gimnasio y amigo de de casa, entonces es súper emocionante, súper motivador y, y solamente la pelea se hizo como se trabajó en el gimnasio y salió a relucir día que este round con round y solamente esperábamos ese golpe certero que sintiera. So yes, um, we, so we worked on this bit by bit and it was about motivation and, and the excitement of, of being in this fight. It's great to have a, a, a wonderful friend like Navarrete, he's, he's my gym mate. 
Um, and it really motiv- motivates me and makes me feel excited that I can count on him as a, as a good friend. This was this came from hard work that we put in the gym and we were able to execute that plan and, and hit him with the, with shots that he felt. Can you talk me through the fight, if possible? Um, it was only a short while ago, but I'm sure you might have a little bit of a headache. You both took some incredible shots, both dished out some incredible blows. It swung your way, it swung Josh's way, and then back your way and back Josh's again. And then... You got the stoppage. Um, yeah, can, can you tell me from your mind what it was like being in a fight like that and run me through it? Because uh, yeah, it was definitely incredible to watch. Sí, nos puedes contar un poco cómo fue la pelea porque era increíble verlo. Um, y seguramente tienes, te acuerdas de lo que pasó en la pelea. Los dos tienen que tener dolores de cabeza porque recibieron unos golpes fuertísimos. Um, iba a favor tuyo en una parte, ibas ganando todo y después un poco de Josh eh, y después conseguiste la sesión. Pero nos puede contar un poquito cómo fue en, en tu opinión. Eh, claro, la pelea se empezó de menos a más. Había rounds que dejábamos de trabajar un poco que llegara a nosotros Warrington porque sabíamos que iba a correr, sabíamos que iba a dar vuelta al ring y fue dicho y hecho. Quería hacer un ritmo de pelea hacia atrás él y no pudo, se le complicó y tuvieron certero los golpes que le mandé a la cabeza, entonces... Creo que tiene una buena pegada él también, pero mi poder y mi temprana edad era, era el factor para acabarlo por nocaut y aproveché en el momento que se dieron las cosas, pero no teníamos que ver ningún descuido porque Warrington es, es poderoso, por algo era campeón mundial y número uno del mundo, entonces creo que sacamos bien la pelea. Yeah, so I think we put on a good fight. Um, it took a while to get going and there were moments when you, you could tell that he wanted to set the rhythm um, and perhaps wanted to, to have a lot of energy and, and sometimes also run around the ring. I knew that I needed to hit him with a hard shot. Um, I did hit him with, with, some, with some decent headshots, which, which he definitely felt. I think it was a combination of my power and my youth that enabled me to, to knock him out. Um, but obviously, that's not discounting anything from him because he the, he's the number one um, at, at featherweight. So, obviously... I was able to, 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 to complete my plan at the end. I've been asking quite a long question, so let's keep this one short. Are you the number one featherweight in the world? Vamos a dejar esa una pregunta cortita. ¿Tú eres el número uno en peso pluma del mundo? Eh, claro. <laughs> claro, ahora, ahora más que nada hay que demostrarlo y, y sacar a Rosil el poder que más tenemos. Yeah, I think I am. Now it's about showing the power that we've got and, and, and what we're able to do. Josh is obviously going to want a rematch. I know that Eddie said there's also uh, some a deal in place that he could potentially work uh, with you and your team, Mauricio. What's next for you? Obviously, you don't want to gloss over the win tonight, but you know, do you rematch Josh in the summer? It's going to be something I imagine he'll want to avenge. So, you know, are you going to have to fight Josh again, and are you going to have round two in the UK? Um, Eddie ha hablado un poco de las causas del contrato y eso y la posibilidad de revancha. Um, y también la posibilidad de trabajar contigo, con, con tu equipo. ¿Te gustaría hacer la revancha en, en el verano, por ejemplo, aquí en Inglaterra? Um, seguramente él eh, querrá también um, la revancha. Claro, estamos dispuestos a, a hacer lo que gusta la empresa de, de Eddie, entonces nos gustaría trabajar con ellos, nos gustaría trabajar porque es una empresa grande, un, hay, hay grandes rivales, hay grandes cosas en esta empresa, entonces... Sería una buena opción una revancha para afirmar lo que lo que hicimos el día de hoy o si no el siguiente paso quien quien esté. Yes, um, 
yeah, I mean, it, it would be great to do it. If that's, it would be fantastic to work with Eddie and his promotional team. Um, and if that's that's what it needs to be, if it needs to be the um, rematch, then, then then so be it. I'd love to do that. Um, because Eddie's at Matchroom, obviously they have um, some great fighters there and, and, some, and some possible rivals. Um, so we then we could go on and recreate what we've done today. But if that's not the next step, then let's see who is next. I mean, what does this mean for you in, in the country of Mexico as well? I mean, Andy Ruiz, the first Mexican heavyweight world champion, caused one of the biggest upsets of all time. Eddie Hearn said to me it was bigger than Andy Ruiz and Anthony Joshua tonight. He said, this is a bigger upset. I mean, what does it mean for Mexican boxing? You've had so many great fighters over the years and, you know, the fans in Mexico can potentially put Mauricio Lara in that bracket. Um, obviamente, eh, México ha tenido unos peleadores muy grandes. Eddie Hearn ha, ha dicho que ese, ese shock ha sido uno shock más grande del el de Andy Ruiz contra Anthony jo Joshua. Um, ¿Qué es lo que significa esto? ¿Qué, qué significa? Sí, para mí significa algo lleno de orgullo, creo que para los mexicanos también, que diga una empresa tan grande, que diga algo, un, un señor tan grande, tan poderoso en el boxeo, entonces creo que no hay que bajar las guardias y ir al gimnasio inmediatamente llegando a México y echarle muchas ganas. Yeah, it fills me, fills me with pride um, to be able to, to firstly be a Mexican, Mexican and to be associated with a promoter, such a powerful person um, as Eddie Hearn. Um, but now it's about not dropping your guard and I want to get back in the gym and I want to get back to me Mexico because I'm missing in Mexico. Um, yeah, I don't even know if you can sum it up better than you already have. I mean, we're sitting here in a small hotel room. You were meant to fight for a world title a couple months ago. You're not a world champion sitting here, but you know, you've just beaten the number one in the division. Can you just give me a final summary of this all? Because this is one of the most mental nights that I've had in British boxing and that many people have had in British boxing in a long, long time. Sí, nos puede hacer un pequeño resumen, porque estamos aquí en, en tu habitación, en el hotel mm -hmm. pequeña. Eh, debería haber tenido una pelea para un título mundial. No eres el campeón, pero ha sido una noche de, de, de locos. Eh, explícanos un poco, de, de un, pe un pequeño resumen de, de lo que ha pasado y lo que has logrado. Eh, pues yo creo que he logrado una satisfacción muy grande, aunque no haya sido de título, pero... Me llevo un grato sabor de boca en llevar al pueblo mexicano una gran victoria porque derribamos al número uno del mundo. Este, el cinturón vendrá después, creo que hay grandes cosas, todas nos esperan, tenemos una corta edad que la aprovechamos el día de hoy. Simplemente le doy gracias a toda la gente que me apoyó aquí a Reino Unido que, que me recibió con los brazos abiertos y muy excelente. Entonces estoy muy contento de que nos llevamos la victoria y de esta manera pues estuvo genial. So I'm really satisfied. Yes, there was no world title. There's no world title to take home to Mexico, but I've got a great flavor in my mouth now and thinking and the people of Mexico know that I knocked down and I knocked out the world number one. Uh, and next, maybe the world title will come, but I'm really happy and I've been really well received by the people in the UK um, for this fantastic victory. And yeah, it's great. Pizza. Pizza, pizza, oh, pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pizza, espera, es pizza mexican. Una grande con mi familia, con mi hija Itana, con mi esposa Bárbara. Creo que lo merezco y lo merecen ellas por, por todo el apoyo y la motivación que me han dado. Yeah, uh, all the motivation of, of my family, of Itana, my daughter, and Barbara, my wife. Um, I'd really love to share a huge picture with them once I get back to Mexico. Soda. Soda. Yeah, and a good, a good Coca-Cola or... 
Som tequila, som tequila. Øh, ja, ja, ja. Se. Ja. Se, ja. Ja, get it out of your bag then, where is it? Så kalder jeg tequila, så kan jeg se. Se, den er mochila. Mauricio, thank you, well done tonight, and um, yeah, you've done your country proud, congratulations. Muy bien hecho, tienen que estar super orgulloso de ti, el pueblo mexicano. Este, thank you, este, muchas gracias por toda la gente y claro me siento orgulloso y de ser mexicano y, y de llevar en alto este nombre y estuvo excelente. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm really proud to be Mexican and, and to fly the Mexican flag here, so it's been excellent. Eddie, a uh, mad one. Where'd you, uh, where'd you start with? I mean, like I said, you know, just I can't feel my legs. Um, this is why the sport is so addictive. Um, I knew this kid would be tough, and I, I said to Josh in the change room before the fight, the only way this kid can beat you is if you get reckless and give him the opportunity when you trade. And it's exactly what he did. Um, you know, people were just saying there, ring rust, no crowd, uh, no. Lara, give Lara the credit. 22-year-old man changed his life, but you know, devastating defeat. And you know, first things first, make sure he's okay. He'll be back, but you know, it just shows you how the sport can spin on its head. Started really strangely the fight, anyway, from both of them. It was almost obviously clearly strange for Josh not to have a crowd there. Do you think that that just meant he didn't really get going, and and Lara probably grew from confidence? Yeah, Lara was always going to be dangerous because we knew he can punch, but you know, he he, you're talking about. A, a young man who is a decent featherweight who can punch against the world number one, you know, the Ring Magazine champ, uh, ranked number one fighter. So you should be able to overcome that. Definitely ring rusty, definitely different, you know. Leeds, 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 looking around, there was no one there. But it was just the way that he started. The reckless nature of the performance. You know, like, I'm just going to blow this guy away in two or three rounds. And if he would have taken his time, if he would have boxed him, I believe he would have broken him down and bo probably boxed his heroes off. But he got hurt in the fight, he got concussed, and he never recovered. I mean, he, well, I guess he did recover in the fifth round or six, but he never fully recovered. And I thought his bravery was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, it was a very difficult call for Howard Foster when he got up because you could see part of Howard thought he shouldn't go on and part of him thought I have to give him the benefit of the doubt but it was like that wasn't it and then you know he went back to the corner um, and like I said the bravery was unbelievable unbelievable but as we've seen before when you're concussed you can't you can't recover no matter what you do people are saying hold move box you can't you can't do it so to even get as far as he did and there were times where you know he was catching and counting I was thinking just land one imagine if he would have turned it round and And I thought, even at stages, that he was going to. But Lara was just too fit, too strong, too hungry, and punched too hard, and it was a devastating finish. Do you think uh, he should have been stopped there? And, and do you think, maybe a better question is, do you think if it had been Lara in that state, it would have been stopped? From the referee? Uh, possibly, possibly. You know, it's difficult because at that level, when you're talking about a guy, you know, 
and you shouldn't distinguish between one and the other. But you've got a guy who's number one in the world and it's like, well, I have to give him the opportunity to carry on. When there's a guy that's expected to lose, I think even subconsciously it's a different different kind of decision. But um, it's very difficult. I think Adam Booth said, oh, he should have been pulled out of the fight. You know, he's got his dad in his corner. His dad's got his best interests at heart and I think he, they felt like he could recover. And he did, you know, he, he nearly did. But ultimately, as the rounds went on, the wear and tear was too much. And you say you've got a contracted uh, rematch. I guess it's far too early to talk about that, but... Yeah, I mean, I know what Josh Warrington will be thinking even now yeah. because he's a fighter, but the people around him, and I put myself in that team, have a responsibility to make sure he's safe and well. Um, and that's the first priority. He's gone to hospital on his feet. You know, he's, he's okay, but I feel like he needs to get checked and scanned. Um, and when he wakes up in the morning, he's going to kick himself, he's going to be gutted, and he's going to want to fight Mauricio Lara again, like every fighter does. And, you know, it was one of the, one of the best fights I've seen up close and one of the most thrilling fights. So, you know, the promoter in me says, wow, the rematch is massive, but the, you know, the pal in me says, just make sure he's all right. You know, the rematch is a long way away, but we'll see what happens. Do you think there was maybe a bit too much chat about what was next? Maybe. We said it, you know, didn't, every time we talk about it, we've made the same mistake a million times before. Most famously at Madison Square Garden. Um, and, and this one felt a bit, a bit even more, even stranger, because there's no one in there and it's silent. Even with Dillian against Povetkin, that had the same feel as that, but that was a 50-50 fight. But at the time of the stoppage... Lara was probably the same odds as Povetkin was at that time, you know, and it was just, it just numbs you, you know, because when you're in a massive arena with 20,000 people, you know, it's just, it's a buzz, it's, it's, a, it's a circus, it's, it's nuts. But when you're in there and you sort of just go back stage and you go to the toilet, you're like, you know, you can hardly stand up. But that's why this is the greatest sport in the world, because nothing makes you feel like that. I mean, you know, football, okay, maybe... FA Cup final and coming back in sudden death and but that's just unbelievable and you know Matt Christie tweeted saying it's a shame about the Kiko Martinez fight because no one will be talking about the main event now and, and it needed something like that to stop people talking about that so you know although we didn't win at the same time what that tonight has given us is entertainment we'll never forget Segues nicely into um, looking at the, the chief supporters. Alpha Barrett got the win, but obviously in really controversial circumstances. And you were outspoken in your interview, just really bizarre, awful scorecards, really. Yeah, I feel sorry for both fighters because I'd like to be standing here saying, you know, good, good win for Zelfa, close performance. And it was a good performance and it was the perfect fight for him because Zel uh, Kiko asked him loads of questions. He learned so much from the fight. But now, as all we're talking about is the cards. So if it was a split decision or, Z or Zelfa wins 115-113, everyone goes, oh, it was close. Well done. On we go. Now, people just talking about that card. And I can't... Two of them. Yeah, but I can't uh, lie to you. I can't... I, I don't feel... You know, at one stage, I want to just say Zelfa's the man, but I can't, I've got to be honest and say that we're not going to be able to bring fighters here if they're not given any credit at all. So I think they gave him two rounds and, and a drawn round. You know, but the worrying thing is, there's not one person, one fan, one critic, one commentator, one trainer, one manager, one fighter who scored the fight that way. Yet two British Boxing Border Control judges did. And it, it affects me, 
it affects Zelfa, it affects boxing. But we can't just have, you know, you look across Twitter, it's a draw. Zelfa's got it by one, Kiko's got it by one, Zelfa's got it by two. That's fine, that's all fine. But, you know, the most important thing for us is that he won and he moves on. Again, you know, we talk about, I mean, Warrington, Lara rematches a conversation for a couple of weeks' time. I just see he's over there, Zelfa. But Zelfa against, against Kiko in Manchester is a big fight and he'll knock him out in the rematch, right? But we've got to look at if that's the right thing to do for his career. So, again, I, I love the fight for Zelfa because there's no point just going out, knocking out people who can't fight. He, he learnt tonight, he improved tonight. And, you know, you're talking about a guy who's ranked number five or six in the IBF, Zelfa. So sooner or later, you know, in the next two or three fights, he's going to get a call to go and fight in a final eliminator or a world title. And if you haven't had those kind of fights, you ain't ready. So, like I say, I'm happy with the performance. I'm happy with the fight. I'm just disappointed that they're talking about those two cards rather than, you know, a really good fight. It happens all the time, though. And is there, is there any, have you thought about how it can possibly be addressed, how it could possibly change? Because like you say, it overshadows the, the whole fight for both guys. It overshadows everything. We had the same with Lewis Ritson. Yeah. Obviously. Look, the Lewis Ritson fight was, was, in my opinion, was much worse. The cards were much worse than what we saw tonight. In fact, yeah. we got two of them. You know, often we get an outlier and it's like, that's crazy, but two of them the is mad. Is, you know, like you say, what, what is happening? You know, and, and for me, in the Lewis Ritson fight, what, what should have happened is, you know, we have to ask if that judge is competent enough to put the, the, the careers of these fighters in his hands. And again, if no one's got that card in the world... Yeah. Apart from those two, why? It's not corrupt, by the way, at all. If it was corrupt, you'd make it by one round or two rounds. You wouldn't even cause a scene, would you? But this is just, I don't understand. I would say one thing about the fight was that Kiko Martinez followed him around all night and the classwork came from Zelfa Barrett. So if you like that, you would have Zelfa Barrett winning by a few rounds. But not seven. Do you know what I mean? And, and he's looking at me. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just being honest. And I'm not going to lie to him because, you know, I would have been fine with a round, two rounds. But I, I just, it doesn't help anyone. And you go straight into next week, which has been sort of earmarked as, as the one out of the whole, the whole uh, flurry of shows you've got coming off the back of this amazing. But I was driving here tonight thinking, this is a really good show tonight, but next week is unreal. But I can't feel my legs. So something tells me tonight was pretty, pretty mad. And next week's just going to be balmy. So it's, well, listen, it's all good for boxing. Everyone's talking about boxing. Tonight, social media, the whole, all sports fans are talking about boxing. Unfortunately, our man lost. And we never liked that. I'd rather we won and no one was talking about it. But this is why it's the greatest sport in the world. Zelfa. Congratulations, you've got the win. Um, you know, sort of the big question is, did you think that you had it going down the stretch there? It seemed to be a fight of two halves where he was very um, much on the front foot in the first half and then you seemed to come back in the second half. Yeah, that's my style of boxing, you know, he's putting pressure on. I'm just trying to hit and move, you know, and um, got caught my first time I've ever been caught. It just kind of threw me off a minute, a minute, but, you know, it is what it is, you know, we've got the win. 
It's unfair to question you about the scorecards, 118-111 um, on two of the cards. Did you think it was closer than that? I thought it was close because I'm in the fight, you know, and he's throwing and then defending a lot. And it depends what how people like to see it. If they like to see pressure, like to see boxing, you know, I just have to stick to it and um, listen to my uncle, you know. It's very much easy for me to say from this side of the ropes, but it seems to be when you let your hands go and you were able to push him back, you had your most success. Yeah, of course, you're right. You know, when I let my hands go, I was catching him. I could hear people in the crowd saying, you know, throw, but it's what it was, man. He was putting good pressure on. I was just trying to look for the right shot, but he's tough, he's experienced, and he knew what he was doing in the ring. Promoter Eddie Hearn, I mean, you look online uh, and it's very much split opinion. It's unfair to ask Zelfa about the score because he doesn't score the fight, but are those cards too wide for you? No, well, listen, Zelfa's our fighter and, you know, it was a very, very close fight. I thought 118-111 is absolutely disgusting for Kiko Martinez. You know, you've got a foreign fighter. How are we going to bring foreign fighters to this country to take on opponents when they get absolutely zero credit for their performance? You know, and again, it's nothing to do with Zelfa Barrett's performance. I think you could rightfully say he won the fight, but if he won the fight, he run it by a round or two rounds. 118-111, he might as well not have bothered. Do, so, you do, know, do you mind it, if I stop you and just bring Kiko in? Just because we, I don't well, want I'm to... finished though. <laughs> you carry on and I'll just grab him. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, I'll just, I'll just close. I mean, listen, I think we've got some fantastic officials, but I think 118, 111, it doesn't do anyone any favours. You know, he won't get the credit for the win because everyone will be talking about scorecards. Kiko Martinez won't get credit. For 12 rounds, he was relentless. And if he lost the fight, he lost it by a round or two rounds. But otherwise, how are we going to bring world-class fighters to this country if we see scorecards like that? And it wasn't one, it was two of them. And we've seen them before. And, it, you know, it don't do me any favours, it don't do Zelfa Barra any favours, and it don't do Kiko Martinez any favours. These guys are putting their health, their life on the line. And after all that effort, he might as well boxed off the back foot and had an easy night. So, you know, I, I, I want to see it again. I want to see Kiko Martinez get another chance because he deserves it. But big credit to Zelfa Barrett, by the way. It was a tough fight and it was the perfect learning fight for him. It was dirty, it was rough, he's cut, you know, and I would have liked him to have won by split decision. And we could have gone, what a great fight, well done Zelfa Barrett. And we could have debated a close fight. Instead, we're talking about the scorecards again. And it's wrong, it's a disgrace for Kiko Martinez. Zelfa, this is very much your winner interview. I don't want to be disrespectful, but we need to bring Kiko Martinez to that. Him in, man, he's a fighter, you know, he deserves, he deserves his chance. OK, I'm going to ask Eddie just to do if the Eddie technicals here, if you could just lower that microphone for me. Sweet, we'll do it again. Kiko, Kiko if you could just come in to, <laughs> come to this microphone here for me. <laughs> Sorry, just to explain, for social distancing rules, we're just uh, swapping the microphones over to the right height. You need the translator, man. Yeah, he's here, yeah, he's here. Yeah, Kieran yeah. Uh, Simpson will translate for me. Kiko, just your reaction there to... Um, the result, uh, how you feel, and what Eddie Hearns just said there about a potential rematch down the line. Lo que piensas de la pelea, el resultado, y lo que dice Eddie Hearns también de posibilidad de hacerlo de nuevo. Yo creo que sería lo más lo más lo más normal hacer una revancha, porque él no creo que se sienta ganador de después de esta de esta gran pelea que hemos hecho. Y la verdad que creo que se han exagerado con el con el con las puntuaciones los los árbitros ingleses y no han sido justos conmigo. So yeah, so basically I don't think the judges have been fair with me. I think as Eddie says the best outcome would be now a rematch. I don't think my opponent here thinks he's won. So yeah, I think it was a great fight that's possibly been tarnished by by the by the result.
Just want to give yourself, again, I don't want to be disrespectful. I feel like we're talking about you like you're not here. Just a final word to you. They've spoken about a rematch. Would you be open to that? So I'm, I'm ready for the rematch, you know. It brought, it's brought me on. I've learned a lot from the fight. You know, he's a good fighter. He's put me in good stead. He's fought the best. You know what I mean? Being beat off the best. So, you know, if it's the rematch, it's a rematch. You know, I'm not going to shy away. It's just going to build me and make me look better. He's a good fighter. You can't take the credit away from him. Thank you to both of you for a great fight. Respect, man. Thank you. Thank you. Chico. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed. Uh, congratulations to both men. Azelfa, though, gets the win. We have to get straight into this. I mean, Eddie was not mincing his words there, was he? He wasn't holding back. Uh, let's talk about the scoring. Johnny, you had it as a draw. Adam, you did have Barrett to get the win, but, but not by that much. No. Zelfa won because he closed the show in the last four rounds. And, and he won the first and he won the last four. Um, I gave... Martinez four rounds quite clearly. That leaves nine. So there's three close rounds. Two of them I gave to Zelfa. So I had him winning by a point, or two points, sorry. But it was a close fight. I think the right man won. It was a close fight. I don't want to talk about the, the scoring too much because I don't like it. If the right man gets the fight, then let's celebrate his win and the performance. It's great for Eddie because it's a natural rematch. Uh, one with a story behind it. I'd like to see Zelfa Barrett hold that back foot a little bit more and be spiteful with these shots earlier in the fight like he was in the last four rounds. I think that might be the difference in the second fight. I'd like to see it again. Congratulations to both of them because it was a good fight. And I had it, yeah, by two points. Johnny, would you like to see it again? Would you like the rematch? Uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, Martinez seems to do that with a quite a few British fans. I think, I think Rendon Monroe after uh, did it twice with him as well. I think he inflicted his first uh, loss on uh, Martinez's career when he was about 22, 23. Uh, I think Zalfa uh, boxed. Uh, he can box better, box within himself. Adam called it. After about three or four rounds, he said he doesn't have to move as much. He could actually stand there and punch him back and punch him back. And I think the, the penny dropped with Zelfa probably uh, eight, nine rounds in. Do you, do you think he'll kick himself about that? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. So in the next fight, then he'll think, right, this is what I've got to do. He's a younger man. He's a fresher man. He, 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 maybe he's coming off that, that, that excellent knockout we saw in fight camp thinking, I can just wait for that one shot and pull it off. But then it got to the end. He thought, I need to start working here. And we start to see him perform. Um, um, I think tactics can change uh, for him uh, in the rematch when it does happen. But uh, they're both right. I think it was a, a, an excellent learning fight for, for Zalfa coming through. Bevis, IFL, TV, MTK Global, Elton Smith, you are very good at boxing. Uh, nice comment, but um, yeah, another win, another good performance put in, and um, you know the journey continues. It was like a, a tactical beatdown as well. A lot of people will just look at the power punches, but a lot of feints vary in the pace as well. There's a lot that goes into a performance like that. It isn't just brute power. That is a very good performance. Of course, yeah, and it's like, you know, I, I've, met, I've had three fights scheduled in for this show and comp all completely different styles. So, you know, I've, I've been adapting all the time. But I knew Ellis is, you know, 11 and 3. You know, he's no mug on paper. I thought he was going to come and give me, a, a, you know, a tough, awkward fight. But from the first round, as soon as I landed a shot, I seen his the expression on his face. And, you know, I, he went into defensive mode. And, 
you know, if I went out there, tried to get him out, you know, he'd have made it look scrappy. So, you know, I told myself, stay relaxed, stay calm, and, you know, I've got 10 rounds. Yeah, you just told me you were second-guessing yourself a bit. You said, do I rush it? Did it look like I was rushing it? Yeah. What sort of things are crossing your mind? Because, obviously, we know how boxing works. You can rush something and get chinned. See, yeah. that didn't happen tonight. But yeah. was you second-guessing yourself a touch? Of course, like... As soon as I landed, I seen the expression on his face and he thought, oh shit, you know, I, I seen it in his eyes and I thought, and I could tell when he was punching me, he's, 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 you know, the snap went, wasn't, went, into, went in his shot. So after the second round, I think I was thinking, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm rushing this a little bit. So, you know, when he was backing up, going into the defensive mode, I stepped back, gave myself uh, quite a bit of room to think and look. And, um, you know, I think that's why the stoppage came because my shots came a lot clearer. Was you quite pleased with it as well because as much as we're boxing fans, we want to see fights go as long as possible, a compassionate corner is a, is a good corner. Of course, yeah, you've got to respect that. You know, I, I'd have liked to have gone on, I'd have, obviously, I was enjoying myself in there, but... You know, yeah, got, I don't doubt it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, you've got to respect his corner, his health comes first in this sport. You, know, you, see, you see the bad news, what comes with it. So, you know, you've got to respect his corner and I've also got to respect him for stepping in and for me being able to fight tonight. You just look so big at the weight as well. You just look very dominant when it comes to like size and obviously we can see you've got the power as well. Do you feel big at the weight? And obviously that's going to be a massive advantage if you feel it. You just look like a monster in there compared to the other people your weight. Yeah, I've, I think for, even from a little boy, I've always been strong for the weight and I've, you know, luckily I've, I've carried that through. But to be honest, I don't kill myself to the weight. I'm going to get even bigger into this weight. And you know, I've got a top nutritionist and you know, people who supply me food, Food Fusion, Scott Robinson, the nutritionist. and. You know, I've been working for them with the, my last three fights and every fight I just feel bigger and stronger. A couple of people's arse might be going there. Um, well, one person who's well up for a fight is Lee Appiard. It was meant to happen. Um, Going to get it on for the, for the English title. He did tweet and say, let's get it on. We're yeah. both up for it. Cracking fight. Yeah, that, that was meant to be tonight, but, you know, he, he tested positive for COVID and, you know, everyone keeps asking for it now. I didn't realise how many people was looking forward to it. But um, no, I've got a lot of respect for Lee's. Um, we're friends um, out of the ring as well, but strictly business. That's a fight what is good for my career, a fight what I think Lee, Lee needs and wants. So he's, he's going to keep shouting me out for that. So hopefully we can get that back on in a couple of months. And the best news of the, United, of the night, this might cheer you up as well. Not that you're going to be down, but uh, Sheffield United tweeted about you. So Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, oh, Sheffield United. Fucking hell. Watch out, edit that bell. <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday tweeted about you. So, um, yeah, that's another big bonus there. That's it. They've always showed the support, you know, all Wednesday, aren't we? I'm on the blue side, but they've always showed respect for me. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a blue, so, you know, thank you for that. I appreciate the support from everyone in Sheffield as well. I get a good support and obviously um, Sheffield Wednesday also. Do you feel like you're becoming a star as well outside of the ring? Because look, on a fight night, everyone's going to talk about you. That's just what happens because everyone's tuning in and watching. But, um, you know, it's not just about the performance in the ring. You do have to sort of build a bit of character and people are starting to take notice. Can you feel that as well? Yeah, even back home, you know, I feel like a lot of people are knowing the way I'm when I'm about and that. But, you know, I'm not about all that hype. You know, you see my Instagram, it's just full of boxing. I don't, I, I live quite a personal life and... You know, I'm, I'm just here to do a job, doing something I've loved doing from a young boy. And, you know, that, that just shows my hard work's paying off and people are taking note. But, you know, I appreciate all the support I get. Well, you've done a good job tonight. And, uh, yeah, we march on. Yeah, appreciate that. Nice one.
This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Well, we had our first night of UK boxing last night. I'm joined by Sam Jones. Let's start with uh, the scorecard controversy. 118-111 by two of the judges for Barrett Martinez. Your thoughts? I tweeted about it, didn't I? I, had to, I think I put the sick emoji. It, it's, it happens too much, Umar, in, in boxing. It happens way, way too much. And I, I had Kiko Martinez winning the fight. I, I had him winning the fight by, I think by a couple of rounds. Um, if you get Zelfa the fight, I don't, again, I don't have a problem with it because boxing is subjective. You understand? Boxing is subjective. I, I, I strongly thought Kiko won the fight. Do you know what I mean? I strongly thought he won. However, I'm not an expert. I just observe it like everybody else. I was scoring it. I thought Kiko won the fight. Um, Kiko didn't beat Zelfa 118-111. And Zelfa didn't beat Kiko 118-111. I, I can't get my head around how not one, two judges. It's like they, but uh, careful what I say, but it's like, they, you know, you look at each other's work at school, like to, to, to do a test at school and you're like, you're looking and, and you, you bring the same thing and they both get put in detention because you've copied each other. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's like that. Like, like there's no, there is zero, what are you laughing at? I'm just I'm just being honest. I'm, I'm, only, I'm only being honest. Like, like, it's staggering. Like, it's so staggering. Like, the worst card I've seen in years was the Ritz and Vasquez one. Yeah. But this is close to it in the sense on, on, the, on the card. Not because of the winner of the fight. The, the scorecard. You understand? It, it, it was... But f fucking hell. It's, it, it's, it's got to change, hasn't it? Because, because if you're a fighter, like, say, Canelo Alvarez, for example, right? I want to see him fight in the UK, yeah? Crawford, Terence Crawford, Spence. I want all these top names, yeah, that, uh, to come over to the UK. But they're not, you're not going to want to come over here because you're not going to get a fair crack. We, we as Brits, yeah, always moan at Germany, Russia, America, Vegas, Texas. We're the worst ones. Do you reckon we are the worst ones, yeah? It's, it, I think we're the worst by a mile, yeah. It's... um. It's just, it's it's unbelievable some of the stuff that happens, but something's got to be done about it because, like Eddie said, Kiko may as well have not even turned up. He may as well just boxed on the back foot, pitter patted his way to a to to, to, a, to a points decision, and lived to fight another day. But he fought his nuts off, um, and and he just got smacked in the face of a wet fish afterwards like zero it's, it's, it's disrespectful what 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 the, what the scorecards were i mean even the 116 what was the other one 116 um well, i don't know the other scorecard even that even that was like Zelfa never beat kiko martins by three rounds he just didn't he just didn't if you had him winning have him winning by a round or something not three eight what eight rounds on two cards it's just disgusting. Anyway. No, I was just laughing at your analogy because I know what you mean. When you're at school and yeah. you both get the wrong answers, but you have this yeah. identical one and you sit next to each other. Yeah, yeah. And the teachers at the end is like, because I used to do it all the time, I used to copy off people all the time. So like people, they'll look at the thing and say, well, these got identical, but how's it? It's not possible. The answers are exactly the same. Like, I want to know. I would love to know. Yeah, it will never happen. But judges yeah and referees 
should have to be interviewed after the fight. Not even by, say, you. The broadcaster. You understand? The broadcaster. And just explain why they why they saw it like that. Because, you know, if they, if they asked you who was scoring the fight, or they asked, um, for example, I can't remember the guys that scored, Enzo Macronelli, Alex are the really good people who I respect like that, that score fights. Um, ask them why they gave it. Do you understand? What, what did you see in that round that makes you think they won that fight? And they'll, and they'll give you an explanation. The judges who have boxers' careers in their hands should have to go before a, a, um, anybody, a broadcaster, and, and just explain their decisions. Just explain your decisions. And you people would like lay off, but there's not one person on earth, yeah, other than the, the two judges that scored the fight like that. There just isn't. Even if you had Zelf about winning, no problem. Don't mind. Not 118, 111. It's, it's impossible. It's totally impossible to score it like that. Like, even if, if somebody had Kiko winning by 118, 111, I'd go just as many. I'd go just as many. I'd be like, what? He didn't. Neither of them beat each other, that, that scorecard. Mm. That's just a complete piss take, isn't it? That's just. I'll tell you what, they missed a great fight, didn't they, the judges? It's a great fight. Yeah, it was. It's a great, great fight to watch. Really enjoyed it. I thought. Zelf will learn a lot from it. Um, I thought the size was going to be a real big difference in the fight, but Kiko was just like marching him down and he was walking him down and he, he, he fought, his, fought his arse off, didn't he, Kiko Martinez? He deserves, hope he gets a rematch from it, but flipping it, you'd be disheartened if you were Kiko Martinez this morning, like thinking, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but it's got to stop. It's, it's got, it really has got to stop. We had a bad one with Florian the other week, but we've kind of, is what it is. We accept it. We move on. But you think it's it must be hard for fighters that do eight these eight week camps. They they boil themselves down to their weight and they get they get dicked over like that. But I don't want to get into trouble. So oh, a bit late for that now. But yeah, yeah. they should be held accountable in some form, whatever that form is. They need to be held accountable. Yeah. Just just. Um, Give your reasons for scoring the fight like that. That's all. Even if my reason, say someone asked me, Sam, why did you score that fight like, like that? Even my uneducated reasons, I can give you reasons. You understand? They're, 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 they're official judges. Give your reasons. Just let everybody know why you scored the fight like that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, moving on to the main event, uh, Josh Warrington suffered a, a vicious knockout loss to Maurizio Lara. Just your your reaction, Sam? Um, un unbelievable. Honestly, like I didn't enjoy watching it, Umar. Honestly, I didn't enjoy enjoy watching it because I think from from the beginning I thought it was just a strange fight. Like Josh was trying to get him out. You could see Josh was trying to get him out of there early and realize this guy's. Tough as old boots. I mean, he's because everyone didn't think he was taking it seriously, did they, Lara? Because he smashed an 18 inch pizza the night before the fight. He did. He did. He smashed an 18 inch pizza before the fight. No one, no one thought he's, he's coming here to even bothered. And not only was he bothered, he's very heavy handed, but he had really slow feet. He had really, what are you laughing at, Umar? What well, are you I, laughing no, at? No, he had a pizza. It was all over the, the internet. Was it? 
Yeah, he's eating a smashing a big pepperoni pizza the night before the fight. It's true. That's true, 100%. So I, like everyone else, thought Warrington was just going to go through routine. But the guy had, you could see from the minute round one, he had heavy, heavy, uh, heavy hands. Really heavy hands, but he had slow feet. I thought Warrington just didn't box very well. He really didn't box very well. It's the worst I've ever seen Warrington. I'm not making like excuses for him whether there was problems before, but he just didn't seem up for it. And like it's it is hot. It must be difficult for someone like Josh Warrington, who is used to walking. I mean, you've been to Josh Warrington fights. I have. It's like it's almost quite intimidating the atmosphere that he comes out to. Like they're all seeing marching on together. It's unbelievable. And to come out when there's no crowd and whether he wasn't up for it, I don't know. But after the the the, the, the knockdown, in I think it was the fourth round, he looked, I tweeted it, he looked totally disorientated, gone. I I mean, hindsight's a, a beautiful thing, and I'm just giving my opinion. I would want, I wanted to see him get pulled out of the fight er, way earlier, before the stoppage. Because in round four, I was, the, I, I was the first person to say it. I tweeted it saying, if Josh Warrington had Laura out on his feet, the way... Laura had Warrington out on his feet. Howard Foster's waving that fight off. I don't care what anybody says. He's waving it off. The fight's over. It's finished. Josh Warrington was staggering back to the, the corner. And I think he said, my shoulders are... And his dad just went, don't worry about your shoulder. We'll worry about that later. But I, I would have liked... I mean, I'm not in any position to tell Sean O'Hagan, who is... Listen, he's done an unbelievable job with Josh Warrington. Of course he has. Look what he's doing with Maxi Hughes. You know what I mean? The, 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 he's, he's, a, he's a good quality coach knows what he's doing but I wanted him pulled out of the fight I was saying it from early doors he was gone he's completely gone he was fighting just on big balls and bravery that's what it was but it was almost too brave for his own good I mean I would like to see um first things first as everyone says get healthy go home to you he's got two little girls go on get safe have have some have some time off but I, I, I want to see I, I never want to see Josh Warrington box ever again without a, a huge Leeds crowd. I don't want to see Josh Warrington box behind closed doors ever again. OK, Sam, just before I let you go, why is it taking so long to reach a deal for Usyk Joyce? Um, it's, it's not why it's taking so long. There's, um, there's, a, few in, there's a few things to, to, um, to, get, to get to, but we're, we're positive. We're on the right track. Joe's in camp for Usyk. Okay. When do you think we can expect an announcement? Soon? Why do you look like you've been kidnapped too, Mar? Well, I'm in my room. Yeah, you really you look like you look really suspect today. Why? I'm in my bedroom. <laughs> I do really I do zooms in with you in this room every time. Yeah, but it looks it looks like muggy kind of atmosphere, like a kidnapped kind of vibe. Yeah, maybe I have. <laughs> Are you sure it's not something you're telling me? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, you go, I've, I've been kidnapped and I've decided to do a, a Sam Jones Zoom. Yeah, during my kidnapping. Yeah, perk you up a bit. Uh, no, what was yeah. you, you saying? <laughs> throw me, throw, what was you saying? Um, Usyk, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah we're, 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 we're on track. We're on track. Sorry, yeah, when, when do you think we can expect an announcement, Sam? Um, I don't know, Mark. Maybe we're. we're, we're Possibly next week, maybe early the week after, but we're on the right track. We're on, we're on the talks are going, talks are progressing, and that we're, we're we're going in the right direction. Okay. As I say, Joe is preparing for Usyk in camp now. All right. Well, thanks for perking me up whilst uh, 
I'm being kidnapped and uh, I'll catch up with you soon. I'll see you in the bubble next week, all right? If we both pass. Yeah, up. yeah. See you on Wednesday. See yeah. you on Wednesday. Hope you're negative. <laughs> see you in a bit, mate. <laughs> Bye.